welcome back to you know what i've been wondering i'm sarah i'm jane how are you jane in this moment i'm doing good you know little victories in 2020 you have good moments you celebrate them you're like yeah. right now i'm doing good you know right i'm glad you're doing good yeah how are you doing i'm good um i may or may not be on the news um what tv stuff <laughs> well on friday i was at my school looking god awful i was wearing like leggings <laughs> and a baggy t-shirt no makeup my hair was like up in this messy ponytail and the school secretary is like cnn's doing a story about schools reopening and they're filming it here and i was like what and then this guy with a <laughs> camera came in to the classroom sit in he was like um i'm just gonna take some footage in here and we were like oh okay we'll leave and it was like actually it's like better if you stay and i was like all right so i was like putting math manipulatives onto a shelf and like a bending down he was like filming me bending down picking up these things putting them in there trying to get like artsy shots of me taking them off of the cart mm -hmm. i was like your editor is gonna see this and be like we can't use these this girl looks awful no you're <laughs> I, looked at it. So then sure I, I was told they were coming back today and i thought that they were filming like a segment during arrival at school so i was mm -hmm. like all right i'll look cute like i wore my cute coat i like did my makeup looked nice and then they weren't there during arrival. But then when I was setting up the cones that we put up outside the school for parents to stand behind at pickup, there was someone out there. There was like an anchor or like a guy or a reporter mm -hmm. with the camera doing a story and like talking to the camera while I'm in the background, like setting up the cone. So I'm like, all right, look cute as he like set down the cone. <laughs> but I'm like, there's gonna be some footage of me on some news channel. Like look at like in one shot I'm gonna look absolutely disgusting and the next one I'm gonna look really cute doing something very innocuous <laughs> in the background. Like, it was very funny. So that was that was my excitement. She's famous now, guys. She's we did it. I also have to go to the orthodontist because my permanent retainer is like falling off my tooth again. Um, and this time I'm going to go preemptively instead of waiting until the wire is sticking into my tongue. Oh. So tomorrow I get to go to the orthodontist for the first time in 12 years. Do you ever get like a little jealous of the kids today that don't need to get, I mean, I never had braces, so I, I don't know what this is coming from, but the fact that like today's kids can get Invisalign. Oh my God. So yeah. I know so many people with Invisalign. I know so many children and I'm like, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> You I mean, I'm no not idea. one of those people that's like angry that the are then like following generations are going to have it easier than we did. Like, that's the point, right? We're supposed right. to make life better for future generations, right, right? But at the same time, it's like you'll never know the struggle, <laughs> right? It's like you have you have a tad bit of middle school privilege, oh. and I need you to know that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you avoided invisible. You avoided braces. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um. My segment's pretty short, but we can get started. Okay. I don't know how long mine will take. <clears throat> the murder. <laughs> oh, my Sorry. God. It's, it's a big, you know, we got to rip the Band-Aid off. We're just mm -hmm. dive right into some violence. Um, right. <laughs> we woke up this morning and chose violence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that meme that's like, so-and-so wakes up every day and chooses violence. Is it gritty? I forget who it is. Is it Matthew Morrison? <laughs> Maybe he does choose violence. 
The murder of the Romanov family was part of one of the most major political uprisings in the 20th century, the Russian Revolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is also considered to be one of the most haunting, politically motivated executions. Mm. It is partially for that reason that there's sort of a desire for there to be some sort of secret bit of a happy ending for this family rather than the sad reality that was how that dynasty ended right the romanovs were the richest and most powerful family in russia for more than 300 years and they were a dynasty that began acquiring power in 1613 and continued to do so right up until 1917 when Tsar nicholas ii was murdered The family had many genetic connections to great noble families across Europe, most notably the Empress Alexandra Fyodorovna, these Russian names, uh, was the granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. And also Tsar Nicholas II was the great nephew of Queen Victoria. So like we said last week. Yeah. Close bloodlines. I cut out the part where we have that long conversation, but we what we've discovered is that oh. Alexander is both the great the great nephew and the great and the grandson of Queen Victoria through marriage. Yeah. And he had appealed to <laughs> yeah. his uncle and brother in law, King Edward the or far, father-in-law, King Edward the seventh. Mm-hmm. To try to stop the Russian, um, what what's that faction called? The, the the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks from killing his family, and Edward the Seventh did mm-hmm. nothing. It's very interesting. <laughs> Rude. He chose violence. Uh, he chose violence. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I see both sides. Like you know, and I don't condone violence in any way. But like, I see where the Bolsheviks were coming from. Not saying communism was great. Oh, I saw I saw an Instagram post recently being like the wealth gap now is bigger than the wealth gap at the French Revolution, and people were like, <gasps> "Get the guillotine, <laughs> get it out, get it out, eat the rich." It's like much bigger. Ay, 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 ay. So there were five Romanov children. Mm-hmm. Olga was the oldest, and then Tatiana, Maria, Anastasia, Tatiana, and Tatiana, and Alexei was the youngest and the only boy. At the time of their deaths, they were 22, 21, 19, 17, and 13. So I always pictured Anastasia, I think because of the movie, but also because of, like, general stories I've heard of her. I pictured her as, like, a little girl, like, around 10, like, maybe 11 at the oldest. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if you told me she was 8. But, no, she was 17. Yeah. Um. If you were wondering about the connection to Grigory Rasputin, who's the the, the like evil sorcerer in the cartoon, um, he was nothing like he is depicted in that movie. He, <laughs> <laughs> I did know that, but it is still funny yeah. that they were like evil wizard man. <laughs> like <a> <laughs> yeah, he was a man that the Empress had connections to through the Russian or- Orthodox Church. Uh, he was what is called a, a stronic, which is a sort of like a monk. It means wanderer or pilgrim. Mm. Many people gave confession to him and he gained a reputation for someone who could help people feel better if they had depression or anxiety and rumors spread that he was a healer of all kinds. 
So he was really like, you know, a therapist. Uh, he, he wasn't a therapist, but right. people could talk to him. And the youngest, to. yeah, he's good to talk to. And the youngest of the Romanov children, Alexei, was a hemophiliac. And Rasputin was asked to be his healer. And the royal family oh, became yes, yes. very close with him and believed that he was healing their son. And there were some rumors that his healing abilities were supernatural, but there's little evidence for that. And he only ever tried to do good. So his depiction in the cartoon is it's really unfair. Uh, yeah. The Romanovs were both, like, there was two sides of a coin. They were kind of loved as this institution of history and this, like, pillar of their heritage. Mm. But at the same time, they were kind of hated by the common people because they were seen as this these like vain rich people who had no connection to the commoners of their country. Mm. And uh, Nicholas was considered very ignorant to the needs of the lower classes. And Alexandra, his wife was considered a religious fanatic who spent so much of her time focusing on her own religious practices that she ignored the needs of her people. Oh, shit. And the ignorance towards the common citizens that they had was thought to be the birth of the Bolshevik uprising and the Soviet Union. Anastasia, on the other hand, is specifically remembered as being this bright and vivacious young woman. Her two oldest sisters, Olga and Tatiana, were both considered to be more mature and calm. Kind of makes sense because they were raised as like the heirs to the throne until Alexei was born. And... Anastasia and her immediate older sister Maria were both considered playful and spirited and Mm. mischievous. Uh, The two pairs of sisters were kind of grouped as like the big pair and the little pair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even when their family was being held captive in the Alexander Palace during the final months of Anastasia's life, she wrote this just to give an example of how like optimistic she is. She wrote, we played on the swing that was when I roared with laughter. The fall was so wonderful indeed. I told the sisters about it so many times yesterday and they got quite fed up, but I could go on telling it masses of times. What weather we've had. One could simply shout with joy. Oh, and this was after sad. she'd been held prisoner for months. That's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Her family was disappointed when she was born because they'd been trying for a boy. One family member is even quoted to say, my God, what a disappointment, a fourth girl. (laughs) I know. But she had this reputation for being humorous and energetic. She climbed trees and adored animals. (laughs) I know. I understand exactly what you mean, but it's so funny. He's like, she climbed trees. (laughs) (laughs) The girl. (laughs) read this one quote that I was like, this is rude. Um, it said, she was the shortest of the daughters and the least ethereal with Aww. dark blonde hair and blue eyes. I'm like, well, what does she have that the other sisters are so ethereal that she, she's not? She liked to play games and frequently played tricks on people and was known to frequently trip people, <laughs> which is, is kind of fun. That is funny. Many believed that while her family was imprisoned, she was probably the one that kept their spirits up because she was so joyful and playful. In the events of the February and October revolutions, which brought about the rise of the Bolshevik party and the spread of communism, the the Romanovs were taken hostage 
In March of 1917, Nicholas abdicated his throne and the entire family was forced to relocate to the Alexander Palace in Yekaterinburg. And they were forced to stay there for over a year in isolation until July of 1918. It's so sad. The musical makes it seem like the Bolsheviks showed up at a party and they just killed him right then and yeah. there when really they like were fleeing and like hiding yeah. for a very, very long time. On July 16th, of 1918 the bolshevik forces woke the family up in the middle of the night and ordered them to get dressed and go to the palace cellar uh this is where things are about to get oh, this like, part's so sad very sad and kind of gruesome so i don't know maybe skip ahead a bit if you're squeamish it's not that bad but you know they were all shot at point blank range they all either died immediately or if they w- remained alive they were stabbed until they actually did die Reports vary, but it is believed that they were stripped of their clothing, their bodies were mutilated and violated, and then might have been burned, and then they were buried in a mass grave in the forests of Yekaterinburg. Which, when I read that, my brain went, I sleep in the woods, and I was like, (gasps) (laughs) which is a lyric from the Anastasia musical. (laughs) Yeah. She sleeps like well in yeah. real life she did sleep in the woods she was she buried did. in the woods her eternal rest was in the woods yeah well she's not there anymore in the 1980s after the fall of the soviet union the bodies of the romanovs were dug up and given a proper russian orthodox burial and in the year 2000 the entire family was canonized by the russian orthodox church oh interesting yeah Anastasia and her youthful optimism were considered sad collateral damage of the Bolshevik Revolution. She was the youngest daughter and was known as the bright spot of the family. And this is really sad, you guys. The killers reported that she carried the family dog, Jimmy, down to the cellars with her. And oh, she and I've the dog were among the last to be killed. Like, isn't that so sad? I have heard that before. It's so sad. What's so, wrong with you? I know. So even though people weren't huge fans of the Romanovs, like they they can still enjoy the idea that this seventeen year old girl was mm-hmm. carrying who was carrying her puppy. Right. Like they could, even if you didn't like them, you could still enjoy the idea that she might have survived. Right. While scientists have run DNA tests on the Romanov remains and they believe Anastasia's body to be amongst them, that has not stopped rumors of Anastasia's whereabouts perhaps being somewhere else. In Ooh. 19 I know. In 1920, a woman attempted suicide by jumping into a canal in Berlin, and she was pulled out of the water and sent to an asylum. For months, she refused to give her name or speak much at all. A fellow psychiatric patient said that she looked just like the Grand Duchess Tatiana, Anastasia's second older sister, or second oldest sister. Mm-hmm. But later it was determined that she couldn't be Tatiana because she was much shorter than Tatiana was. Mm. I don't know how they had the like, like no, Tatiana was 5'8", and this girl's way closer to 5 feet. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know exactly how they knew the exact measurements. I mean, I'm sure like those are on record. Like they had dresses made custom for them, you know? their measurements would be yeah around also the difference between five eight and five feet is huge i know it's eight inches anyway it's a that's uh, a lot when you're thinking about the person like that's a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but because this woman was not as tall as tatiana was speculation began to shift that she might be anastasia who was known to be the shortest the woman 
did not deny their speculations. So the rumors kind of started to grow. And the rumors only grow. (laughs) At the time, it's really easy to write this woman off to be like, well, we know exactly how they died. So it's not likely for this woman to be her. But at the time, the way that they all died was not public knowledge. Right. And there were also these groups of Russian refugees called white Russian communities. And Mm -hmm. a white Russian is a, like, a former Russian nobleman Mm -hmm. who is now a refugee in another country. Um, Like Paris. Yeah. And... these white Russian communities were filled with people who had previously been noble, wealthy, high-class Russian citizens who had been stripped of their money and their positions, and they fled the country, and they huddled together in cities like Berlin, Paris, and even Shanghai. Which at first that was kind of, like, odd to me, but then I I keep thinking of Russia as being this, like, European area, but no, it's, like, it's It's, huge. Half of it is in Asia. (laughs) Yeah, and half of it's in Asia. And Vladimir Lenin purposefully did not disclose specifics of what happened to the Romanovs to the public. He announced that Nicholas II was dead, but he didn't really confirm, and he, in some cases, denied anything about violence towards his wife or children mm-hmm. and that is because kaiser wilhelm the german emperor was the cousin of empress alexandra and he did not want anything bad to happen to her or her children oh. so in order to keep the fragile peace with germany lenin just didn't tell him that he had hurt them he was oh. like i don't know anything about that what do you mean i wouldn't hurt them like, oh, i don't know shit. um and he just gave like very vague details and didn't say anything about what he actually had done to them well we know how we feel about lenin (laughs) there were many rumors that were just kind of flying around of romanov children being on the run some rumors said that a guard took pity on the children and helped them escape some said that 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 there was a pair of two daughters that had escaped and were hiding together and some rumors said that alexei was the one to escape but Mm -hmm. the most popular story was this woman in berlin Mm-hmm. eventually she be- she was given the name of Anna Anderson mm. and she developed this story for how she was Anastasia oh. she claimed that she was shot along with the rest of her family but the guard that was carrying her body out of the palace realized that she was simply unconscious and not actually dead and he took pity on her and snuck her away nursed her back to health and then the two fell in love and went into hiding together but the man who saved her was killed in a street brawl oh so she had this story of how she got away that's not as fun as her living in the woods (laughs) but but i don't know but an element of like a secret lover who on the the, lover yeah yeah uh on the other side and and then a tragic ending of their love story it's very like out of a novel or something the news of this story spread and several extended family members and former servants of anastasia went to visit her to find out if it was true because again they didn't have information on what happened um, at the time Mm -hmm. and they had various accounts some said that she had a resemblance to anastasia that her eyes were the same shade of blue and the shape of her ears and feet were the same but and that her mannerisms were see i find it weird that they know about how her feet weren't the same yeah i agree over the the height thing you're right that is weirder 
it's weirder than height. Um, <laughs> you're like, your foot shape like, is I don't, perfect. I don't want my foot shape to be my legacy, you know? I don't either. I hate what my feet. What is a legacy? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry that I keep making these stupid Hamilton references. I just can't stop. No, it's funny. Uh, and some said that her mannerisms reminded them of Anastasia. Others, on the other hand, said her features were different and her mouth was too wide. And I, I looked at pi- pictures of the two of them side by side and I... I could believe that like if you had told me they were the same person and I didn't know who they who you were talking about I'd be like okay she's changed a little bit but you know okay yeah that's her Um, yeah uh the Romanoff's children's private tutor actually visited her and he said that this woman was a vulgar adventurous and she didn't know the etiquette that the Romanoff children would have known the two biggest issues I want that (laughs) I know what a what a vulgar. title. Mm, I want to be a vulgar adventurous. The two biggest things going against Anna Anderson was the fact that she didn't recognize a single person that came to visit her. Mm. And she didn't speak Russian. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th- those were the two biggest things going against her. Anna Anderson is sus. <laughs> Anna Anderson is very sus. But I, She's I don't imposter. know. I have a little bit of respect for her. She is the imposter. <laughs> Anastasia's closest living family members found the ordeal to be very painful, which is sad. The is sad. Dowager Empress Marie, her grandmother, mm-hmm. who we hear so many stories about, uh, refused to meet her and couldn't be convinced that any member of that family was left alive. She did not put out a reward for her. Like, none of that happened. Uh, yeah. And she was, like, said to be very hurt by the whole thing and was angry that this woman was impersonating her late granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. The Grand Duchess Olga, Anastasia's aunt on her father's side, visited Anderson and said, I was looking at a stranger and was very sad after the visit. Oh. Anastasia's uncle on her mother's side, Louis of Hesse, financed an investigation to find out who Anna Anderson really was. And that investigation found that she was a Polish factory worker with a history of mental instability mm-hmm. and that her real name was Frazyska Shanskowska. She's Polish. Yeah. Good job. Frazyska Shanskowska. Yeah. Um, Anna Anderson spent the rest of her life claiming that she was Anastasia and lived off of money donated to her by monarchists in Germany and the United States. Oh, shit. She was in and out of mental hospitals for years until she met this man named John Manahan, who was a Virginian genealogist, 18 years younger than her. Oh. And she married him and moved to America. Oh, what a twist. I know. In 1956, the film Anastasia was released starring Ingrid Bergman, Yule Brynner, and Helen Hayes. Ingrid Bergman won an Oscar for playing Anastasia. And Is it about the myth that she was alive or was it about her real life? It was about the myth that she was alive. Mm. And it started off with the real Anna Anderson story. It started off about being about a confused woman who had attempted suicide but was rescued from a river in Berlin and mm. was claiming to be Anastasia. But where it like 
splits off from that story is that Yul Brynner plays this con man who's a, a white Russian, who's a, a Russian right. refugee in mm-hmm. Paris, and he supports her claim that she's Anastasia mm-hmm. and helps her try and um and and, and like helps the story in oh, order so he's to- the um John Bolton he's- character. <laughs> yes, yeah, sort of. Yeah. He's like the Dimitri plus flawed character yeah yeah. um and he because i think he might be also like a little bit of a love interest i'm not sure the movie Mm -hmm. poster makes him look very romantic they were trying to collect the reward of the dowager empress Mm -hmm. marie like in the cartoon um and the images of ingrid bergman like next to the cartoon are like similar like the beautiful gown that anastasia Mm -hmm. wears in the cartoon is like identical to the dress that ingrid bergman oh, wears oh i see in reality the dowager empress did not offer up a reward and interestingly that film was based on a play that a guy in france had written oh and interestingly enough the heir of that playwright who is still alive um i don't think the the playwright is but his descendant or heir um tried to sue the producers of the broadway musical oh but, Interesting. Yeah, the, he lost the lawsuit though. Oh. Um. Well, they are owned by Fox, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Big Fish. But yeah, yeah. There's also this also myth... a great musical, Big Fish. <laughs> There's also this myth that floated around that after the Romanovs were killed, their fortune was taken and put in a vault in the Bank of England, <gasps> and it's millions oh, of. Yeah, and it's worth millions of rubles in gold. I don't know how much that actually is because rubles are weird. Like, yeah, I feel like, like you can. Be like, it's like this the Harry is Potter a- coins that like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the Harry Potter coins don't even get me started. It's like <laughs> seventy three canuts equals sixteen Two. something else, and it's like <laughs> no, one one sickle is five canuts, but one galleon is seventeen sickles. Like it make it's like infuriating. And, like, the things that are worth, like, you could look, like, one this. wand is worth a gal, is, like, worth it's, just as many galleons as, like, something way cheaper, but it's, no, like, way. No, it was in a TikTok, it's that a real one, Ollivander's, is seven galleons, but a fake wand at Wizard, Weas- Weasley- Wizard Weasley's Wizzes? Yeah. I don't know to say. Is five galleons. And then they were like, okay, a unicorn's hair is three galleons, but there's unicorn's hair in a wand. (laughs) And that's like a single unicorn hair. It's very funny. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a single bit of sense. But the the idea that Mm -hmm. sort of put forward this like, oh, like people are coming forward and saying they're Anastasia is that if someone were to come forward and say like, oh, I'm an heir of the Romanoffs they might be able to claim that fortune but that fortune does not actually exist and also i don't know if that would work legally that way i guess maybe it would i don't know it depends on um the terms of the the will which might have not been Mm -hmm. honored because Mm -hmm. they were executed as enemies of the state Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anna anderson lived until 1984 and all that time she claimed to be anastasia she was quoted to say in english you either believe it or you don't believe it. It doesn't matter in no any way whatsoever. <laughs> That's like really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that she said that. Yeah. After her death, her DNA was compared to the Romanov remains and also to the medical records of the Polish worker um, 
Franziska Shankowska. Shankowska? I said it before correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it was confirmed that she was, in fact, the latter. She was the Polish worker. She was not Anastasia. Mm. Uh, but she made a lot of money off of that idea. And if you're gonna run a scam, you gotta make a lot of money doing it. It's got you gotta make it you gotta make it worth your while financially. She really scammed them. She, she was really off in America, married em. to a- <laughs> The funny thing to me also was that she was married to a genealogist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think he believed her? No. <laughs> oh my God. That is really funny. It didn't occur to me how hilarious that is. <laughs> Maybe he like knew she wasn't Anastasia, but he knew how to help her perpetuate the lie because Maybe. he knew how to like fake evidence or something. I don't know. Maybe. But her story I mean, was the- if she was getting rich off of it, I kind of would be like, I want to get all on this too. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I want to be part of it. Yeah, but her story was the inspiration for plays, films, musicals, novels, and a myth that will live on forever. Drama, uh, drama, and emotion. <laughs> and emotion. But the real Anastasia, unfortunately, most likely died when she was seventeen, along with the rest of her family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They and they they were murdered and she didn't I, I like even people who don't like the idea of a monarchy in Russia can kind of feel bad for this like it's this teenage girl who didn't really do anything <laughs> kind of, like met a violent right. end right like, right it's true she just existed and tried to have fun in her life and they were like no <laughs> get out of here with your puppy her poor puppy that puppy didn't do anything sarah no but he was a symbol symbol of the aristocracy he probably i mean it is true he probably had more money put towards him than some commoners yeah than the commoners were getting yeah that's everything i have on anastasia wow that was very interesting thank you so much so (laughs) for the middle segment today i want to talk about something crazy that happened (laughs) in Brooklyn today. Oh my gosh. Sarah and you I know, couldn't believe this. You you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Okay, yes. so today at work, I get this notification on the Citizen app, which if you don't have it, it just tells you scary stuff that's going on in your neighborhood. It's like, oh, a person got assaulted or whatever. Like, it's very, it's very creepy. Gives you, like, the um, crime reports exactly. of, like, what's going on, yeah. Um, And today at work, I get this notification. I'm going to read exactly what it said. The notification was searching for two missing children driving vehicle. Now, at first I was like, oh, they were taken? No, no. And that's what Jane thought, too. No, no, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, I hope they find them. Like, I hope they're rescued from whoever took them. No, 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 no. The, The summary was the NYPD is reportedly searching for two children last seen in a white Range Rover with New York license, whatever, earlier this morning. And I realized that it said two missing children driving vehicle. Like, they, because when it's an Amber Alert, they say, oh, like two missing children abducted or amber alert or whatever no no no. these kids were driving the car a 12 year old and his cousin stole their parents car (laughs) their parents white range rover and started driving around brooklyn and they drove over the verrazano bridge which runs between brooklyn and staten island and is not easy to do which is not easy to do it's a very hard bridge to merge onto 
And I was like, well, how far have they have they gone? Thinking, okay, maybe they live in Bay Ridge. Because I live in Bay Ridge and it's super close to the Verrazano. It's like two minutes to get mm. to the Verrazano. So I'm like, okay, they must live in Bay Ridge. And looking at the address, it sounded like a Bay Ridge address. No, no, no. I looked it up. They live like they live like towards long island like closer to long island than to than to manhattan mm-hmm. i was like oh my god like they they made it really far in like the 30 minutes between the report and when they were last spotted <laughs> and this is a 12 year old like i couldn't do that until like my 20s like i it took me until my 20s to get my license and i would be too scared to try and drive a 12 year old driving this car so, Before I was 16. <laughs> and then the 12 year old's doing it. So, your last scene spotted over the bridge. And I'm thinking about this all day. I like can't stop thinking about Oh, she it. was like, sending us like map updates of like, this is how far they got. And, and that then, was before. Go ahead. And then finally, at 3 15, I get the notification two children, two joyriding children, home safe in police custody, found safe driving Range Rover from Queens to delaware they made it to the new jersey delaware border they drove 124 miles that's insane (laughs) and they were spotted on the new jersey turnpike and the person the the new jersey cop didn't know that there were two children this these specific children were already reported as having stolen the car he just they were speeding and he tried to follow them um, but then he noticed that it was a kid driving and they sped off and he decided it was safer for him to back off than to encourage the kid to keep speeding away. Like to do a high speed chase with a 12 yeah. year old in a Range Rover. Like they were like, this car is 2.2 tons. This is a huge car. How could he see? But they made it to the border of New Jersey and Delaware. <laughs> Do you think he like stacked pillows or something to sit on? I don't know, but apparently the some news reports are saying that they did it because right now there's like an Instagram or there's some sort of challenge maybe on TikTok where you drive a car until it runs out of gas, like you just don't <gasps> stop. So they think maybe that's why they did it, but we don't know for sure. I mean, the hope is that they did it for like fun reasons. Like when you first told me that, my fear was like these kids were in a really bad situation and right. had to escape. Right. And, like, we're scared enough that they stole a car. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, I'm also kind of, like, rooting for them to, like, get as far as they can. Like, I don't know what, like. Well, I so want- <laughs> when I was looking this up, I found another article <gasps> that happened less than a month ago. November 16th was this news story where two other kids from Brooklyn who were 14 and 11, who were dating, which is, like, a weird age yeah. to be dating each other. Yeah. Um. They took, they stole the boy is eight, is 14, and he stole his father's van on a <laughs> Thursday and decided to drive to California. And they made it 1,200 miles. They made, <gasps> it, they made it to nearly Omaha. They got caught in Iowa, like on the border of Nebraska. Ah! Absolutely Thursday. unbelievable. <laughs> and apparently, the, the boy, um, I've seen conflicting reports. It's like whether they were dating or whether it was just like his best friend. Which, like, if you're a 14 year old boy and your best friend's an 11 year old girl, like, I don't know what's going on with you. You know, was he was like she wanted to leave and I just wanted to support her. 
And he was like, so they were, like, it's like my, nice, but misguided. Yes. And he was like, I did it for her. This is my dad's fan. He always leaves the key at the keys at home. Um, this is like kind of sweet. He's in an interview. He said we were going to California. I was going to find work or something and maybe come back in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to like, be a part of that reunion. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> Which is such a like 14 year old kid logic about running away. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I'm mother was down. shocked. She was like, he's literally never done anything like this before. Like, he, she's like, he's never skipped school. He's never, like, done anything like this. I know, I did not see this coming whatsoever. All this has taught me that if I have kids someday, I'm hiding my car keys. Oh, my God. It's, like, nuts. It's these Brooklyn kids. They're fearless. Absolutely hilarious. So, maybe they saw this and they got inspired. I don't know. I think the seven-year-old was just, like, along for the ride. Yeah. Where are we going? Right. And are you just, sure you should be driving? Okay, and he's I'm like, seven. oh, my cool older cousin's going to drive me in his yeah. dad's Range Rover. Like, absolutely, we're going to go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, my God, is it so funny to me? Like, thank God they're safe, first of all. Like, this is only yeah. funny because they're abs- everyone's absolutely of fine. Of course, yeah. But it is truly hilarious that a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old stole a Range Rover and made it to New Jersey. Almost Delaware. They pretty much got to my mom's house. Is like, what happened? I'm trying to picture my parents' reaction if I did this as a kid. Which, like, I would not... Like, I was a terrified child of everything. Oh, they'd be so mad at me. (laughs) Oh, my God. This sounds like something my mom or, like, one of her siblings would have done. Which I respected. I was rooting for them, too. I was like, go, be free. (laughs) Like, I I always wanted them to be safe. But, like, part of of me was like, wow. Like those adventurers, look at him go. No, yeah, I like gave me Thelma and Louise vibes, you know. Except they didn't. Yeah. Except they didn't murder somebody. Well, now you've ruined Thelma and Louise. For- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so that's what happened with the little boys joyriding today. I just, I just thought it's just, it's got some like Peter Pan Lost Boys like it does just going energy, you know? It does. It, it just like really made me laugh. Like, I was telling everyone at work about this. I was like, anyone else get the citizen notification about the two boys that ran away with a Range Rover? Because I'm following it. <laughs> but no one else did. Because it was, like, close to my... The Verrazano is so close to me that it's, like, technically a part of my neighborhood. Yeah. That's why I get notifications for it. Which, thank God. I keep, like, in my mind going to that scene in Holes where, like... um, I, I don't remember if it was Stanley or who was the kid that steals cars, like, no, I think it was Stanley. Like, gets in the guy's car like, oh, while they're digging yeah. and tries to drive away to go get Zero, and they're all like cheering him on, and the music starts playing. <laughs> oh yeah, the best scene. It's amazing. Uh, I love Holes. What a good movie. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this for real this time. So the zone, the zone of death <laughs> at Yellowstone. You're gonna get more information about Yellowstone today. Congratulations. This is what I originally asked for. If Jane had followed instructions, you wouldn't have all this info about Yellowstone. So you can take that as a gift or a punishment. Listen, we're Maybe. not giving people useful knowledge. We're giving them knowledge on random How dare and- you say that? <laughs> and now they have knowledge on Yellowstone in a plethora of areas. I'm offended that, that you for. I'm offended that you would say that, that what we provide is not essential information. <laughs> All right. let the government know we're essential workers <laughs> we're filling That's a in lie. Thank you. important <laughs> gaps in the american education system how dare you <laughs> truly how dare you okay so the zone of death 
is the name of a 50 square mile section of Idaho in Yellowstone National Park, where, because of a legal loophole in the U.S. Constitution, a criminal could commit any crime, admit it, and get away with it. In addition to this sliver in Idaho, there's another very small section of Yellowstone in Montana, but most of its 3,471 square miles resides in Wyoming. It is the only national park in America to reside in multiple states. To make things simple, all of Yellowstone is considered to be in the District of Wyoming, federally. Even the parts okay. in Montana and Idaho. It has been under Wyoming's federal district since 1872, before Montana and Idaho were ratified as states. And then when the two, when Montana and Idaho achieved their statehood in the 1890s, seemingly the U.S. government was too lazy to redraw state lines to include all of Yellowstone back into Wyoming. So they just let it go and said, judicially, these are in the Wyoming districts. In 2004, law professor and researcher Brian C. Colt was writing an essay about technicalities in the Sixth Amendment, which states that juries in federal criminal cases must be made up of citizens who are from the district where a crime was committed. For reference, this amendment was put in the Constitution because British officers were being tried in London for crimes they committed in America um, against Americans during the Revolutionary War, and it pissed off the Americans that they could be tried for a crime without a jury of people from that area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Colt wondered if there was a place in the United States on federal lands where not enough citizens lived to form a jury and therefore a trial could not occur. And he discovered there is the Idaho section of Yellowstone. Article 3, Section 2 of the Constitution, which preceded the the Sixth Amendment, because it's from the Bill of Rights, states that a trial must be held in the state where the crime was committed, and it must be a jury trial. Oh. The, the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction over Yellowstone Park, so crimes committed in the park cannot be prosecuted under any of the state's laws. And trials in the district court are normally held at the federal courthouse in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which means if the crime is committed... In Idaho, because of Article 3, combined with the Sixth Amendment that says that, fe that federal crimes must happen in the district and the state where they occur, the, the Idaho section of Yellowstone is, makes this impossible because nobody lives in that 50-square-mile section. There oh. are no residents in Yellowstone National Park in Idaho. No one lives both sneaky, in sneaky. that district and that state. That's the issue. So if a person committed a crime there, they could fully admit to it. But because by law, they are allowed to demand not only a jury of their peers, but a local jury, none could be gathered because nobody lives there. And therefore, they could not be tried. Got them. It's true. You could literally kill someone, admit to it, and go free. My goodness. When Colt discovered this in 2004, he finished his essay and he sent it to um, Georgetown Law's publication. And he also sent it to the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney in Wyoming, and the House and the Senate Judiciary Committees with a simple fix that would stop this from happening. Figuring, like, oh, they probably have no idea that this, like, happened. 
um, because it's not something that anyone's really closely looked into and they definitely would want to know about it because they'd want to stop that from happening. Thinking like, great, that's all settled. I fixed it and it's not going to take <laughs> long at all. It's done. He assumed that they'd close the loophole, but they didn't and they still haven't. They fully know about it. In 2016, 11 years after the publication of his paper, The Perfect Crime, Colt said in an interview, if Congress wanted to fix this, it wouldn't take long at all. The problem isn't that it's complicated, it's that they're not interested in it. His paper received loads of media attention. The media was eating this up being like, this is crazy, there's a legal loophole. And Congress was like, nah, doesn't matter. Well, I think it's just that there's not like a like a legal press like there's not a lot of people out there committing crimes in this area and using that to get away with it like right but you would think now that cult because his thing he was like oh god i'm gonna publish this article about how there's this spot in the united states where you can commit a murder and get away with it and i need to publish the article because legally it's really interesting but also what if that encourages people to murder people out there they should fix it was like his thought now that didn't happen that did not happen to uh, to our knowledge there have been no felonies committed in the death zone it's not just murder it's like any felony there like they would be immune that didn't happen but that's fully what he thought was going to happen and like i guess it still could like some per some person could be planning their perfect crime you know mm-hmm. um the paper also inspired cj box's novel free fire he writes a series of true crime um thrillers with this like one main character from wyoming um so he wrote a novel about it and it was very popular it was on the bestseller list um very exciting and it's about a lawyer getting away with murdering four women in the zone of death um also just to note that this isn't a problem in the montana strip of yellowstone because just enough people live there that they could theoretically call a jury like it would be, <laughs> it would be possible. It would definitely be hard, but it would be possible. Okay. <laughs> it's possible, exactly. Which is why it's not, it's not a thing there. Mm-hmm. The only way to fix this would be to a give the district over to Idaho and say yes, the parts of Yellowstone that are in another state are now judicially Idaho's responsibility, or to redraw state lines so that all of Yellowstone is in Wyoming, or at least that section of Yellowstone is in Wyoming, neither of which they have done. One, a person in court could not even argue that this area of Idaho doesn't count as Idaho because it's federal land, which is true in some areas, but, but it's not true in this one, because if residents did live there, they would still pay Idaho taxes, vote in Idaho elections, etc. So it's not immune from like state, I guess like state law. Mm -hmm. If somebody did live there, they would still have to follow those states' laws. So it's not, it's not that. (laughs) The only way a person could be tried and do whatever I want. The only way a person could be tried is if they had a bench trial and a bench trial cannot be forced. A defendant must ask for a bench trial. It can't just be assigned to them. And a defendant can assert his or her right to a jury um, according to the U.S. Constitution. So like if you've gone so far to commit a felony in the death zone, like you're not going to be like, no, but try me. Like, (laughs) you know, like who would who would do that? Um, the only saving grace to really stop murders from happening there, which apparently has been enough, I guess, because there haven't been any, um, is that this area of Yellowstone is very hard to get to. Driving, you have to go through Wyoming. 
Yeah, because you can only enter Yellowstone Park through Wyoming. And driving to this section of the of the woods of Yellowstone Park takes about three hours from the nearest access point, which is a very long way to lure a victim. Like that's a, like without them being suspicious mm. that something's wrong, without being like we're really going deep into the woods here. Like at that point, they're probably <laughs> like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> It would be very difficult. Um, and then once you, like, park, you still have to walk into the forest and hike through the woods to get to cross the Idaho border. So at that point, they're definitely going to be like, what's up, man? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, and even so, like, there are still grizzly bears, wolves, dense forests. Like, you'd also have to make it out of there alive, you know? Yeah. You'd have to be a very skilled woodsman and... and- hiker and survivalist to really make it through according to this one book i read which is called myths and legends of yellowstone national park so i'm like what what else is there tell me more right now we changed the entire theme of this show to just talking about yellowstone, <laughs> yellowstone. <laughs> every week we uncover a different <laughs> a different yellowstone mystery crazy thing i don't know how long we could go on but i'm definitely interested <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only, the only other deterrent is that should you murder somebody and admit to it, you're still not safe from civil lawsuit. They could, like, the family of your victim could still sue you for a lot of money for killing their family. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's not safe. It's not safe from that. Um, Congress also wouldn't be able to help the prosecution if this happened because um, a judicial district cannot be changed after the crime has occurred. So uh, this is called to other points. Like they keep waiting being like, well, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. It's like, well, yeah, but after it happens, you can't then change the law and then can, and then convict them because laws, according to the precautionary ascertainment clause, or sorry, the previous ascertainment clause, um, your crime is tied to the time it happened, not to the time of your, trial so if a law changes when you are on trial like that can't affect your oh yeah it can't affect your outcome that makes sense yeah so that's really all the information i have like i said no known felonies have been committed in the zone of death at this time so i guess we're all safe for now we've been safe (laughs) for 15 years or so but it is just like this weird coincidence thing happening out at Yellowstone National Park. I mean, even if murder were legal, I wouldn't want to do it. Like, that would weigh on my conscience for a while. So I hope that James other people not feel the, the same way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know, I know other that's people not don't feel true. the same way. Like, I know other there are murderers. James <laughs> <laughs> such an optimist. I'm, I'm trying just to hope. appeal to my fellow man. <laughs> please don't kill people. Yeah, don't kill people. And if you if you do, please don't tell anybody that you learned about it listening to this show. Because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Man commits murder and flees to Yellowstone. Uh, cites podcast for why he did it. Cites innocent pop culture co- podcast as um, inspiring crime. Like, please don't don't quote me. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. I love I love some weird laws. You know, <laughs> I love lo- I love a loophole. All right. Well, that's everything on that. 
thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIBW Podcast. You can check out our website, I've been wondering.com. If you like what you're hearing, consider donating to us through the link in the show notes and or leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. And finally, if you have something that you've been wondering, you can email us at I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com and we'd love to put it on our show. Jane, you know what I've yes, been wondering? Sir. What have you been wondering? So I am aware that um, almond milk is very <gasps> energy, is very costly to make. Like it's not, it's bad for the environment to make. It uses a lot of water, I think. Yeah. And so I'm just curious about like how different milks that like aren't an animal milk are made and like their efficiency and like which one is actually like the best for the environment in terms of yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah what it costs what the, to make yeah. yeah what are the pros and cons of each of the milks yeah tell me yeah. about some milks like soy milk oat milk i don't know why i feel like i need to retry soy milk i hated the taste of it as a child i like and soy it, milk more than oat milk soy milk i ever, my mom always had it in the fridge and one time i accidentally put it in my cereal and I remember, like, I thought the milk had gone bad when I tasted mm. it. And to that, to this day, I equate the taste of soy milk with sour milk. And I, I know That's that makes I feel no about sense. Nesquik. <laughs> Same thing is up for me with Nesquik. <laughs> Just I'm like mm, mm, soy milk, mm, like, but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> the people who make silk were like literally sitting at home like well we were gonna ask her to be a sponsor but not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's happening right now yeah yeah we are about to be we were about to get a sponsor from soy milk and then they just pulled the pulled the plug exactly sarah yes do you know what i've been wondering what have you been wondering jane I have been wondering about the Church of Scientology. Oh I know my God. <laughs> I know a little bit about it because I've been watching Leah Remini's show. Oh. They put it I don't know how long it's been on Netflix, but yeah. I just noticed it. And it's so fascinating and I I need to know all the details and how they're getting away with it and mm-hmm. just tell me more about that cuz it's nuts. All right. I would love to tell you about that. So that's what's coming at you next week. This is, you know, what I've been wondering.